This is Backdoor Boink, where we welcome every side of everyone. Please note, this is an 18-plus podcast. It's time to put in some earbuds if you don't want to answer awkward questions from your children, family, or friends. I'm Kayla, a certified relationship and intimacy coach. And I'm MJ, and I brought the lube. In this podcast, we explore the behind the scenes of a weekly wellness topic. Our goal is to help you feel good, be naughty. Thank you for checking out our After Dark, After Hours podcast. You can find more information, including our YouTube channel, social media accounts, events, Discord, and products at boinked.com. That's www.boink-ed.com. Now, let's get in that back door. Are you going to share nice? No. But but we have to get in close. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> All right. So we promised to do an interview and we're delivering. Hi, Teddy. Hello. <laughs> so Teddy is here. We're going to talk about how would you label your relationship style? That's a really complicated question. <laughs> um dive right in. So I kind of ride more on the polyamorous side of things. Um, my wife kind of rides more, I guess you can call it like monogamous, monogamous, non, not ethically monogamous, monogamous. What is it? Non-ethical. Non-ethical. Yeah. Non-ethical monogamy. Non-ethical monogamy. Non-ethical. No. <laughs> Wait. Ethical. Ethical. Sorry. Ethical. 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 I am all mixed up. You you got hung up on words. I know. Yeah, words. it's early yet. Oh, no. We were all dyslexic. Ethical non-monogamy. Ethical. Yeah. And we had the right words. All in the wrong order. All in the wrong order. That was awesome. That's... But but it makes a difference in what oh, yeah. order they yeah. go in. Well, non-ethical monogamy would just be cheating. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's... Okay. I mean, and, and if that's your thing, that's your thing. <laughs> Some people it is. I don't condone it, but... For some people, that's... I mean, some people do have a don't ask, don't tell. But that wouldn't be non-ethical. It could be. If it's a don't ask, don't tell, How do you know still... if they're not breaking the boundaries? Mm, I suppose. It's definitely ethically gray. Okay, that's fair. Ethically gray. No. I mean, it depends on your level of trust with your partner. Absolutely. But there are some people that get all hot and bothered by the thought of, like, non-ethical, the cheating aspect. Yep. The, yeah, and, and I don't condone it, but different strokes for different folks. All right, so you would consider yourself polyamorous. And... I definitely ride a lot more on that side, yes. I like relationship side of the dating. I like courting. I like the build-up to the play, all of that. Courting? What century are we in? Uh, I try to be a little chivalrous. Chivalrous? I can't talk today. This is terrible. No, this is fine. <laughs> this is fine. Chivalrous. No different than me. Chivalry is not dead in 2023. I'm impressed. Almost 2024. Oh my god, I feel old. Newsflash. You are. We are. Oh. No. We're she in the is. same range, so. She, she is. I'm not. I'm young at heart. Yeah. <laughs> what heart? What, what heart? The little cold black one. Yeah, exactly. All right, so polyamorous, you said you like to court, you like the whole dating, yes. all the work up. So what does that mean ethically non-monogamous for her, though? So she doesn't really require the emotion side. Um, it's more physical attraction. Maybe in the minute attraction, demisexually, you know, if she's really connecting chemistry with somebody or something like that. Um, 
But normally the, the feelings don't have to be there for her. It's more of just a physical attraction thing. If she's going to play outside of the relationship, it's just kind of because she wants to. No real other reason. Okay. That makes sense. And how long has this been the arrangement? I don't know uh, what else to call it. So the arrangement has developed over our relationship, um, but it has started pretty much right off the bat. We've always, really? yeah, we've always had some level of an extra person added. Uh, we used to play with a lot of uh, other females, so we had unicorns and stuff like that. And I know that's a really shamed on term and everything oh, like that. Oh, you know what? I, I really feel that the people that shame on the unicorn term aren't unicorns. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very outsider shame. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So um, we developed through that and then... Uh, we decided to see if we can get into the swinger side of things. We weren't really having any luck with having a third join us. And then uh, it kind of evolved from there. We met more people and more people and more people. And now I'm here I'm sitting here today because um, pre-COVID was pretty much the last time we were swingers. Essentially, we haven't gone to any parties. We haven't gone to any meetups. We're not part of any actual groups or anything like that right now. COVID kind of killed them all that we were in. So. Oh, okay. All right. COVID killed a lot of stuff. Yeah, it did. I don't think uh, many people have recovered in the sense we're all still like, hey, we can still just sit at home and just huddle up and the world's do your thing. Oh, so to be clear, a unicorn is normally female, mm -hmm. bisexual, single, interested in play with a couple. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I believe that the other part is called a dragon. That is the newest term I've recently heard it referred to as a dragon. Yeah. I wish you have, people could see my face because I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. I love that. Because <laughs> you have bulls, yes. which usually are... Yeah, bulls, and then I would maybe compare that to hot wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bulls, bulls and hot, hot wife, wife bulls and cuckold yeah. relationships. Yeah. yeah. All right, so to so break the, these down for people that don't know, so the dragon would be the male unicorn. Right. Yes, and the bull is there specifically to, excuse my language, fuck the wife. Essentially, yeah, that is their purpose, to fuck. To fuck. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. And hot wife is, is getting laid. It's pretty much the opposite side. Okay. All right. So that actually reminds me. So you said you started this off like almost straight away. So would you consider this just like a natural state of, of being for you both? It just came naturally or? Yeah. Um. So my wife and I kind of got together in a weird way. She was the girl in and out of past high school that I cheated on all my girlfriends with. So oh. there was always that extra person in our relationship <laughs> even before we had a relationship. It just happened to be her. She was the extra. She was the extra. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, the non-ethical extra. What are you looking at me for? I didn't say anything. I'm, I'm trying to think if I was somebody's extra. You're looking at me with... Other than mine? Oh, <laughs> hey, no, we did is not... This, is this comparable to forgetting an anniversary right now? Um, Could be. No, because he's embellishing because we did not play until you were officially like, things are done. You're going to open a whole can of worms on what is a relationship and you're right. playing. You're, you're right. We were driving around. We, we were friends. We did not play, quote unquote. As, as hard as she tried. I wouldn't until I said, I'm moving into my sister's. I mean, despite all of the details in, in all the things that go along with a divorce, we'll just leave it out. That was a good idea. You yeah. know, with yeah. all the things that could happen, it was a good idea. Yeah, in probably. my opinion, anyways. Probably. It was a very good idea because if I had gotten what I wanted... She'd be gone. I'd be gone. This this would not have happened. But I want to sound like a butthead, but you got to keep them somewhat interested. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely enjoyed, you know, some of the chase with that one, so... That's on, that's on me. So, if it comes naturally to you, mm -hmm. 
Could you ever go back to strictly monogamous? That would be a hard U-turn. Um, all things lined up perfect, maybe. So okay. maybe not even a yes or a no. Like, really, probably not. <laughs> but, like, I can't, you know, you can always say, like, all the stars aligned. Everything was absolutely perfect with this relationship. I had no desire anymore to play outside, mm-hmm. to seek any attention outside. You can never say that, that you can't find that. Because everybody wants to find that, right? Like, it's somebody that absolutely fulfills every desire you have completely, right? That's everyone's everyone's uh, uh, goal. It's a really, really high standard, though, you know? Like, so, no, I don't think so, but I can't say 100% no. Okay. It is It is a lot to ask of anyone. That's why we set the bar low. What? <clears throat> we? Uh, excuse me. Uh, maybe I set the bar low for you, but I exceed... <laughs> That's because I have a low bar. Wow. I'm this easy. Is, oh, wow. Okay, you're easy. So it's not that... Most men are. Uh, that's... <laughs> yeah. Okay. But... So it's difficult for the, the thought of going back to... And I say back to, it sounds like you never really were. It just comes naturally to you, the polyamory. Um, so monogamous, have you ever in your current relationship had to temporarily go monogamous? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, we have a rule. We don't play outside a relationship if we're not a hundred percent. That's a good rule. If we, if, if we feel like there is a hurdle in any aspect, there's no play outside a relationship. I will call a date off that night if I have to, as will she. That's awesome. No hard feelings. Nope. nope. How about on the part of your other partners? I hope I picked somebody that's understanding. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I don't want to sound mean about it, but, um, truth is, is I have a whole family. You know, I can't have a easily, you know, divided polyamorous relationship. You know, I have a lot of dedication and time that I would have to put towards one side. So for me to say I could 50-50 a polyamorous relationship would be a lie. I just don't have the time. Who does? This this is where you were talking about bandwidth and time. Yeah. 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 So you mentioned the family. Mm -hmm. Does your family know that this is the relationship style or is this behind closed doors? So... I will inform anybody of my lifestyle that asks me. That's my rule personally. Uh, The wife is very limited on who she informs. So it's a very range of people that do and do not know. Anybody that really asks, though, is definitely going to be in the know. It's not like we're hiding it. We just don't openly inform people. Gotcha. I assume the kids haven't asked specifically. So we had a couple that we played with through COVID pretty exclusively. So um, it was a basically monogamous swap. They were not playing with anyone else. We were not playing with anyone else. And that was an agreed thing so that we could safely still have a little bit of time. Have the fun. Keep the bubble. At at least minimum, but yes. Um... So they did spend the night, and they spent the night in the bedroom with us. I don't want to say the kids don't know, but I don't think they're old enough to have figured it out. They haven't put two and two together. Okay. It's not like we've sat them down and had a conversation. Okay. We don't really expose them to it, but we're not actively hiding anything that's appropriate for them to see, of course. Was it, and this is for my own personal, was it more than once that the partners stayed over in your room? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Gotcha. Uh, Probably two dozen times. Over a few years, because we I met him pre-COVID, so. Okay, so you don't have the polyamorous, just to be clear, you don't have the polyamorous where everybody's living in a household together and, okay. Would you consider your lifestyle easy? In which sense? In the sense of, I, I know you said you don't think you could go back to monogamous, but would you consider it easier than the average monogamous relationship? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I don't know how to put this in a more 
pleasing way to everybody, but uh, dating two women is hard. <laughs> <laughs> dating one is hard. Yeah, dating two women is hard. Um, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of, you know, dedication. You got to stay in contact. You got to balance feelings. You don't want anybody to step on anybody's toes. And of course, nobody wants these things to happen, but you always got to think about it. You know, you got to, you know, people get time. You know, how much time does this person get? How much time can I give them? You know, so it's not easy. No, <laughs> it's not. I like it. I, I Like I said, I like the dating aspect. You know, I like that constant communication, the distance flirting on the phone, stuff like that. It's not the same person I see every single day. Gotcha. It's like back in the girlfriend stage of things where you had separation. So you had that time away. The NRE, the new relationship energy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't really want that to end though. It's not like I'm seeking it and then when it goes away, I find another one. Oh. But like, I like going into that. That's what I'm looking for. I like that stage. Does the NRE, you feel, last last longer? Because maybe you're not seeing this person as often as you're seeing yeah. your wife every day. So, yeah. Okay. I, I would say the last, uh, the couple that we uh, played with, I don't think it really went away. Aww. For years. Yeah, because it was really limited time we had together. That's awesome. Does the additional relationships, does it help your primary relationship in any way? Um, it's kind of a neutral point. I don't think it hurts it. I don't think it particularly helps it. Um, it's kind of what I do on my time. And then when she does her thing, it's what she does on her time. We may talk about it. We definitely share details and we have great laughs and conversations about things that happen, you know? Um, no, I don't think it's one way or the other, particularly. Interesting. I've heard in some relationships, have you heard the term reclaiming? No. Okay. So, and again, it's going to vary by style of relationship. This is probably more of the E&M, um, where there's no feelings involved, something more like what your wife has. Uh, the reclaiming is this idea that after a date with another party, when the person comes home, there's this reclaiming of the relationship. Like, they make sure to connect, whether that's intimately, intercourse, whatever it is, and it enhances their relationship. That's interesting, because that's actually within that dy our dynamic. So it's not when I go out, though. But when... It's when she comes home from going out. Yep. She wants to reclaim. Uh-huh. It's not me wanting to reclaim. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a term. Okay. Well, there you, there you I go. I learned something new. Now something for, for you two to talk about. Yeah. What steps do you and your wife take to be safe? Um, we get tested pretty regularly. Um, like I said, with COVID, we had a, a mutual, um, exclusive, pretty much, monogamous swap with another couple. But as far as that, it's... Where are you going? I want a location. And that's a that's both ways. Um, none of this is me telling her this. This is her telling me this as well. Location, I want to know who you're with. Um, and I want to know uh, about what time you're going to be back. And when, I say, and when we say location, it's if you leave one place and go to another, tell me where you are. If there's an emergency, if I have one, if you have one, I have to know how to get in that vehicle and drive directly to where you are. Safety issue. Safety. Not, not, not a privacy. Not a not privacy. A no, 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 no. But like if there's safety. a safety issue or if there's an emergency, somebody gets hurt, something like that, I have to know exactly. I got time to try and call you and stuff like that. It makes sense. I've met your kids. Yep. Yeah, well, they're, they're a little off the wall. A little off the wall. Just like ours. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've heard you say the same thing about your kids. Yeah. Like, I just want to know where you are. Yep. That's, so if there's That's a rule wrong, we use in the whole house. It's a good rule. Yep. My kids are the same thing. The only thing different is we use Snapchat to stay in contact within the family. They're required to send us a picture with the location behind them of their face and the location. That's Ooh, a rule they have. So when okay. they get there, they have to 
Damn. Okay. That way you know that they're where they say they are. Well, they're where they say they are, and they're who I'm Snapchatting. Oh, not somebody has picked somebody up their phone. Somebody could have picked their phone up and said, oh, yeah, no, I'm here. No, no idea where here is, but they can say here. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Gotcha. That's an interesting rule. I mean, every family's going to have their own rules, but that's what you need to do to feel safe, and I'm definitely putting that in my back pocket for, for my kid. <laughs> Works through the teenage years, too. Oh, when yeah. When they start driving. Oh, geez. We had, we had uh, my wife's sister in the house for a few years. And uh, when she got her license, we used to instate that rule when she would go on longer road trips. You know, you stop, picture with location if you're at a gas station. You get to your spot, picture with location. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care, you know, all the things that's going on. I don't really care who you're with. I just want a limited list, really. Right. Have fun. I just want safety protocols, essentially. If if emergency services have to be contacted, I can say this is where you are. Yep. So you mentioned testing. How often do you do that? Um, I do mine every time I have a physical. Um, I would probably do it a lot more often if I had more play partners outside of our regular, but I don't. So I don't find it any more real necessary than that. And that's probably, I don't know, a bad protocol, but with the situation I'm in, it, I could not get tested and be just as safe because I'm not playing with anybody really right now. Gotcha. So you're willing to modify it as absolutely, needed. Absolutely. Okay. Getting personal here. Get personal. What about wrapping it? Uh, I'll always, always. Okay. If it's that's a requirement, if that's somebody like always first time, absolutely. It's not a question. Um, I have condoms with me almost all the time. There's one in my rope bag. There's one in my car. I carry them all all over the place. In the rope bag? Yeah, right. Hey. Uh, Everybody knows I'm a big fan of rope, so. (laughs) And I think I have condoms and lube in my rope bag. I know you have lube because you dumped it out a couple classes ago. (laughs) I've since switched my bag, so maybe I don't. But remember all the samples that I had for work? I couldn't find my shears, so at the start of class, I was like, oh shit, I can't (laughs) find my safety shears, and I dumped my bag out, and all this lube and coochie shave cream and all the stuff just came (laughs) pouring out. It was a mess. Uh, But everybody (coughs) could laugh, so that's fine. So does your wife, or do you and your wife have stipulations about wrapping it, or is that just do what you feel is safe? We do what we feel is safe. Um, It's... It's a discretion thing, really. Um, I wouldn't say there's any real dictating rules about it that we have. Yeah. Use common sense. Use dictating. intelligence. Dictating? Dictating. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> giggity, giggity. Um, and, it, you know, it really depends on the person. You know, like, who am I going to play with? How many times have I played with them? Do I know if they test regularly? Are they on birth control? You know, That's lot a lot of one. questions. That's a good one. A lot of questions. All right. My last question for you is... How do you find partners? Uh, any way I can. <laughs> um, I know that sounds terrible. Um, Did, I I'm, have... I'm just going to circle back to men are easy. You meant they are. And and I'm using the term men, you know, just the masculine. I don't care if you have a, a vulva, a dick, whatever. Men are easy. Yep. I'm, I'm putting that out there. Okay, so how do you find partners anywhere? Um, I was going to say, but some of us are fussy. You say you're fussy. He when plays hard to get. He, he's fussy when he's deliberately looking. Yeah. Like He if plays hard to get. If he thinks he's looking for something, he's going to be fussy. But if something fell in your lap, <laughs> that would, you'd, you'd have that. You'd poke it. Poke it. I can't say that I would. Really? Really. I have standards. <laughs> <laughs> You cannot say that with a straight face. Why can't guys have standards? He, he I mean, people. Hot she topic. Can't drive one. Hot topic here. Why can't guys have standards? Exactly. Guys can absolutely have standards. I actually know what Teddy's standards are. Yep. We had this conversation. Yep. And I am also extremely picky, which is why I'm arguing on your behalf. What are your standards? They're low, but I have them. 
Back so, like, are we talking, like, speed bump, maybe, like, slow, small hedge? A pulse? You know, a pulse. <laughs> Is this where you were going where I said if it fell in your lap and, like, if it was cold, you wouldn't, you wouldn't poke it? Basically. Okay. Oh, my God. Hey, everyone's got standards, I guess. Hey, dolls, dolls don't have a pulse. Okay. Would you? A doll? A doll. Nah. Really? Really. I would. Oh. Shit, you know what? Going back to this, I probably have lower standards than you because you do. I'm like... You do. Hey, for science. I will do a lot of... <laughs> I will do a lot of things for science. Science. For science. I, I will do and try a lot of things for science, even if they are below what I would set as my standard. I want to I wanna try everything once. Twice. You can't be sure if you like it if you try it only once. I mean, you could be sure you don't like it if you try it once. This, I mean, I mean uh, well, it could be. And she says, I'm picky. And she says, I'm easy. If you're trying something the once, it could be your mood. It could be your body. It could be the environment. It could be a lot of things. I like to say try things at least twice. But only twice? Only twice. I feel like if after that you don't like it, like, fuck that. Just no. Just no. Why are you handing me a remote? I'm not. Because twice. Because <laughs> you'll do anything for science, you said. <laughs> I won't shove anything up my vagina for... Nah, that's not true either. Okay, you know what? Mm -hmm. We are so far off topic. So, as to how I find partners, <laughs> yes. which is what you asked me. I don't know where you got to hear. Um, <laughs> recently, uh, I've been very into rope. As you know, I've been practicing a lot with you and going to the classes for Shibari. Um, I, I've kind of been looking for somebody to do rope with as a partner as well. So, I've been kind of perusing those FetLife... That's really it right now. Um, I've used Kick in the past and been in some swinger groups. Those are really hit or miss. Like, there's a lot of... I'm not a big fan of this term because I think it's just straight up bullshit and makes bad etiquette, but catfishing, right? Like, in swinger groups? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Okay, so... A lot of glamour shots when you're sharing in group. A lot of... A oh. lot of very uh, filtered shots. And I get it, but if you're trying to meet... I want to see the real you. Yeah. I, I don't want to see that fuzzy Snapchat exactly. picture. Yeah. Yeah. With all the filters and, yeah. and the sparkles. Okay. So they tend to be real hit or miss. Okay. So, I mean, really, if, in my opinion, if you're looking in one, only looking in one location, you're not drying real hard. Ooh. Okay. But I do like that you said that you're looking for a partner in a place that has something that you're already interested in. Yes. Like the rope classes. Yes. That is something that I tell people, whether they're looking for polyamorous relationships or monogamous ones, you can't just sit at home. You have to go to the places that you're looking for people of a certain type that fit your type. If you want somebody that is fit or is going to go on hikes with you or something like that, you're going to go to the gym and you're going to try and meet people. You're not going to go to the sleazy bar on the corner. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean... I like no the sleazy bar on the corner. I love yeah, our Yeah, but you're not going to find a gym rat there. No. I'm not going to find anything there <laughs> i always find something there i know you do usually two or three somethings that and i'm the creepy guy in the corner yes yeah anytime uh, i've been i've been hit on uh one in particular was like are, are you okay there's that creepy guy that's uh creepy old guy that's following you around i'm like creepy old guy is my husband uh. just standing there in the corner minding my business with a beer there you go. <laughs> All right. Any questions that you had? No, you took it over. You got it. You're good. You 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 made a lot of commentary. I'm good at commentary. You that's Nobody listens to this for for me. 
Actually, that is very much not true. The, re the most recent compliment we had... Was about the asshole in the corner? Was Yeah, it was about the creepy old guy in the corner, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it was complimenting you. I think I'm here for the dry, factual stuff, and people actually tune in to listen to you. That's sad. <laughs> That's very sad. Hey, you know what? I don't care. To each their own. Uh, to each their own. And maybe they'll learn something, even if it's a sarcastic comment. Mm. What about apps? Any good? Are those any good? And if you tried those? Mm, um, I've never paid for any of them, so I've never tried the paid services. Yeah. So the free stuff's kind of like, it's just bait to get you to pay for it, really. Yeah. Tinder, Bumble, all those. Okay. No. Yeah. And that's not, honestly, that's not how I like to meet people. Um... You're I don't want to. I, I don't want to talk to you online, really. I want to talk to you more in person. Well, yeah, you said you're interested in the connection and yeah. stuff like that. You're not going to get that so much through the phone, and exactly. you're only going to get those filtered. Exactly. Yeah, a filtered, not just filtered pictures. I feel like you get a filtered version. Of oh, absolutely. People, people filter their personality online all the time, and not always for the better. No, no. And hey, listen, I'm not pointing fingers. Don't worry. I was going to say we we've been in in kick chat groups together. Oh yeah. I don't filter myself. Oh, no, 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 no. You are absolutely... <laughs> there, there is one version you get, and that is the only version there is. Of MJ? Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It, it, and it depends on my mood that day. Well, it's the same version. It's just it's, a sliding yeah. scale. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes he's funnier. Sometimes he's grumpier. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I think people in general, because when you're sitting there typing, for example, you, you have to stop and think, and... You see your own words, and you're like, mm, maybe I'm not going to say things in that way. Uh, I don't know that there is a way, uh, unless you're MJ, to be completely authentic via text. You're going to be very different in person. All right, anything you want to add? No, this was great. I was nervous about this. Why? I don't know. Never you, done it oh, before. Because, because, are you ready for this? He's never listened to our podcast. Oh, I know. Not one. No. I know. So he had no idea what to expect. I know. Okay. That makes... It's I'm just a bad a guest. I, I didn't even know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> I, I mean, he, he knows what we, we're like sitting here bantering back and forth. Yeah, that's Th true. This is them 24-7. Every time I've seen them, they do this. <laughs> they are not putting an act on for you guys. There is no BS. There is no script. It, it this is this is unfiltered them. They're gonna edit it so it will be filtered. But right now it is completely unfiltered. So if I do the editing, a lot of the um yeahs and so's and you knows uh, un taken unneeded out. bits, absolutely. But otherwise, for the most part, I don't cut anything out. She's the one that really edits it. <laughs> if she touches it, she, she will she will cut it. And you do the first will. edit. She does the censorship. Um no, lately <laughs> I've just been editing it. And she's been posting it. The last two podcasts, he has actually edited all his own because I have been so busy. And he did a very good job. You did all, <laughs> you, you did great. You did great. I'm uh, building trust in you. I did great because you didn't have to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm glad you understood that. <laughs> you translated that well. Uh, all right, fine. One more question. Yeah. What is one tip that you would give to somebody looking to start this polyamorous journey? Be understanding. A lot of people have a lot of shit going on. If you rush anything, if you push something, it's going to make it go harder. Just be understanding. People have lives. People have jobs. They can't always answer you. They can't always uh, talk. They can't always make plans or stay with the plans they made. Shit comes up. If you're not understanding, you're going to get left behind. Understanding, I'm hearing flexible, I'm yeah. hearing patient. Yeah. That's awesome. So that brings up, since I've been over here quiet most of this thing. 
I will back away because I just got the evil eye. <laughs> no, you're fine. Hot button topic. Absolutely, bring it up. Is always jealousy. Okay. Ooh. What about it? How's that work? Do for, we have jealousy? For, for the both of you. Because everybody's got some sort of jealousy. Yeah, I get jealous. Absolutely. Absolutely, I get jealous. I'm not going to lie about it. There's nothing wrong getting jealous. It's a normal feeling. It's about controlling your emotions. I can be jealous and be okay with it. It's not a bad emotion. It doesn't bother me. It's an irking. It's like an irking in the back of my mind. She's out with somebody else. What is she doing? That's it. FOMO. Fear of missing out. Yeah. What, what is she doing? Yeah. And you're going to have to wait until yep. she comes home to, to tell you. Yep. When she's telling you, is there a sense of je- uh, not jealousy? A, not even a bit. Okay. So and there's no there's no regret past that either. So I don't look... just while she's out and about yep. and the fear of what you're missing. Yep. And and what could happen too, you know, I'm I'm a very protective person naturally. So when she's outside of my protection zone, I'm giving that protection to somebody else. Ooh. Hence all the the safety yep. that we were talking about, knowing the location. Yep. That's a good one. Like I said, I always listen to all sorts of different podcasts and there's one thing that comes up all the time, whether it's a kink podcast and playing with other people, the scenes and just scenes or ENM, however they perceive it, is always the question of jealousy and how do you handle it? It it's hard. Um the biggest way to quell it for me is, and I've uh, we practiced this because I've related to us. We had to modify our situation a little bit so that I could help me get some of this irking of jealousy back down. Um, is just staying in communication when she's not actively within her date. You know, if he steps away to the bathroom, just check in real quick. Two seconds on the cell phone, send a text, done. I don't have to worry. You're okay. That's it. And she's still thinking of you. Yep, that's it. Few seconds. That's all I need. Oh, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. That was a good question. That was a good question. You're looking... He's got another one. Yeah. It's stewing. I, I, it's brewing. It, it's stewing, but I'm not going to remember it because I lost it a while ago. <laughs> gone? Gone. It's gone. Completely. All right. Well, if it comes back, maybe we can invite Teddy back. Yeah, we could. Teddy could bring his wife even if she wanted to come and talk about her side of things. The look on his face. Which we already know the answer to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's like probably. inviting me out to the bar. <laughs> Miss Teddy's like a social cactus. Prickly. She's pretty and you want to talk to her, but she's <laughs> she's kind of sharp around the edges, maybe. Um, she, she can hurt feelings really easy if you get on her bad side. <laughs> a social cactus. I like that. Yeah. I'm not that prickly. I can put on a good show. Yeah, I, I would yeah. actually agree with you. I would agree with you. And this is no this is no dis- disrespect to my wife. Um, like she is amazing in so many ways. Like this is a very small aspect that we she has difficulty in this lifestyle with. I, I mean, she's come to one of the munches, yeah. and she, I don't know that she enjoyed it, but I enjoyed having her there. She she did enjoy it until the anxiety kicked in, and and that was right about when the games started. That yeah. was what triggered it for her. When I handed her the piece of paper and yeah. said, no, if I got to play, you got to play too. <laughs> well, actually, she she was very comfortable. She felt a lot more comfortable when she, she ran back to you, hung, yep. hung around your table. Um, that was a lot of help for her. But it's not her cup of tea. You know, she likes That's the fine. more she likes the more selective groups, the, the you know, the personal party, private parties that you're vetted with. It's a select group of people that she's met a few times at munches. Yeah. It's it's a lot more personal. So that makes that makes sense. Everybody's got a different level of comfort. And I feel like anxiety in one form another we're all dealing with absolutely it not always is it social for people but you say the word anxiety and people can relate to that yeah, even if you explain it sometimes because for years i didn't understand what anxiety was so like, even if you explain it I've, i can look at somebody and go I, I felt that before is that what anxiety is right right like, yeah you get the yeah yep not on the topic of polyamorous. Sure, go for it. Because now I'm like, I want to have Teddy back. So what? What could we talk about with Teddy? You do rope. 
Yeah. Would you consider yourself kinky? I'm pretty kinky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have my kinks. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's 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 a pretty diverse list. I'm not really in any one category. I would say. Um, I have a lot of a lot of primal kinks. I would say. Oh. And uh, probably a few CNC ones that I'm currently exploring. I'm hearing that a little bit more and more. Uh, CNC consensual non-consent is considered the edgier form of play, but I think people are starting to explore it more and more. Kind of like rope. Rope is considered edge play, but people are getting into it. It's becoming something that's talked, at least talked about a little bit more. Yeah, so. definitely. Rope and impact. Rope is edge play, but it's it's right there with impact. It's like the gateways. I don't know. I think impact is just the gateway. Oh, yeah. Rope, I think looking at rope looking the at sexy yeah. pictures online and stuff that's a gateway that's that's absolutely. the gateway yeah, that's the gateway into the rope which starts to bring you into the community and yes people go you do rope but what about this or that and then all of a sudden the light bulbs go on you mean there's more than just rope yeah all right so kinky top bottom or switch um Switch, heavy switch. Okay. I, I like I like both sides very much, and they are very different experiences and sides for me. I think we found our uh, our next interview topic. <laughs> if you're comfortable with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Awesome. Till next time. Yeah. All right. That means you're up. Me? Yep. What am I doing? You're doing a limerick. I'm not doing any limericks. Well then, then Teddy's got to do a limerick. I'm not doing a fucking. He didn't limerick. come prepared. What is a limerick? Oh, he's never listened to the That's podcast. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, so you I, can explain it. Okay, you find one. Mm -hmm. At the end of every episode, MJ closes with a dirty limerick, a dirty little poem. Yes, it's awesome. It's Hold on. No one said before this podcast reading was a required skill. Not, not for you. <laughs> oh, okay. Just for me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it all started as a joke yeah. with the um, there once pilot episode, yeah. and we were doing mic tests and stuff like that, so I just started rattling one off. Yeah. Well, she published it. Somebody commented, so, you know, we do limericks for Sue's. There once was a red wizard of Thay who would polish his wand every day. He'd oil up the shaft, work his wizardly craft, and produce the most magical spray. <laughs> And that's for my two D&D nerds sitting here. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh my it. gosh, that's my favorite uh. of all time. So I'm going to get even nerdier. Just so you know, they are group wizards on top of that. So they're, their they're, magic is group magic. So they're polyamorous. They're polyamorous wizards. Oh my wizards. gosh. Oh, this is perfect. Uh-huh. They're also generally evil. Yes, very evil. I am such a so fan. So are they polyamorous or polymagical? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I imagine that these evil fucks are having like orgies and all the things and sex magic. Don't you and... imagine most people are doing that? I mean, I mean, I, I, I she's smiling. She's she can't argue. She is smiling <laughs> so hard right now. I imagine them doing that, whether they actually do that or not. That's you know, that's a whole nother. I just put that in my bank for later. Anyway, sperm bank. What? What? No, I do not yeah. produce sperm. No, I, I wish I did. That'd be cool. Anyway, mm -hmm. Teddy, MJ, say goodnight. 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 Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed what? Why are you making gestures? Why are you doing that already? It's early yet. Oh, we're, we're recording during the day. Yeah. Well, you so, said goodnight. But I did. But we're still looking for emails from people, comments, for science. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. go. You started. 
I started? Yep. No, you do it. You do all the I announcements. Don't remember, I don't remember all the details. Go ahead. Neither do I. That was by the seat of my pants last week. So last week, MJ invited any listener to send us an email or comment something that we should try firsthand for science. I really feel that this is a risky thing. Uh, oh, totally putting, putting out in front of Teddy. No, just, just in front of Teddy. He's already like, hmm. He's thinking. Yeah. He, he's going to send us anonymous emails. Oh, yep. Anonymous. I would never go through all of the effort to make an email account <laughs> that was like slightly vaguely hinting towards it was me and then send really inappropriate things that I know Kayla would absolutely hate. Wow, you would never you would I would never, never do that. I would never, never do that. Never do that. So Neither if that happens, it was somebody else. Okay, got it. Got it. So if you have something that you are curious about that you want us to try so we have a first-hand experience and can report back, please. This, this is so weird. I'm I'm all about it though. For no, science. You're not, but I am. You for science. So that offer still stands, first-hand experience, reporting back. Now can I say goodbye? Now you can do your little wrap-up, yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our first interview. I hope you enjoyed the general chaos. We will be back next week. God only knows with what. But in the meantime, stay you, stay beautiful, feel good, be naughty. Good night. I just put that in my bank for later. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. I started Boink in 2022 with the goal to create a safe environment and culture for all genders and sexual orientations, to learn about and embrace every part of themselves and one another. We offer workshops, events, and various inclusive products, along with consultations to make sure we take a holistic approach to enhancing individuals' sexual satisfaction with themselves or their partners. I believe that when you accept yourself and your partner on the most intimate of levels, it filters out into your daily life. The World Health Organization recognizes this, saying sexual health is fundamental to the overall health and well-being of individuals, couples, and families, and to the social and economic development of communities and countries. So as long as you'll have us, Boink will be here. Kink-affirming, gender-blurring, sex-fulfilling. And you can find any of our details at www.boink-ed.com.